Welcome to Briarwood Football Classics. I'm Matthew Forster. I'm the head coach of Briarwood Christian School in Birmingham, Alabama. This season is the 50th season of Briarwood Football, and we're publishing this podcast to remember some great games and moments from the past. And these are Briarwood Football Classics. So here we are with two longtime friends, uh, guys that grew up together, played together, uh, kind of went their ways in the coaching world, and now we're blessed to have them back as coaches at Briarwood. So Barrett Trotter and Lance Coggins, thanks for joining us. Glad to be back. Glad to be here. Hey, Mike, when you think of Lance and Barrett, uh, as you look back on your Briarwood memories, what what stands out to you as far as them as, as players, teammates, uh, any anything comes to your mind immediately? When I think of Barrett, I, I just think of like the old movie Cool Hand Luke, you know, because it's always emotionally, you know, I, I just love the emotion of him. And, you know, it's like when something had to be done, he was going to do it. And um, with Lance, I think it was just his, his, you know, the way he played. He just played with great intensity. And uh, he's, he was one of our best middle linebackers I think we've had here. So Lance Barrett has mentioned this already, but he goes all the way back. His memories are elementary school basketball. <laughs> so, uh, what what do you think about those early days with Barrett Trotter? And and here's the question: Did y'all actually like each other? Or were you just teammates and 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 and, and friends? Oh well, we better have liked each other. We we slept in the same bed when we were in the third grade all the time. So I mean, we were growing up. We were just we, we always loved each other. We were best friends, but we did play on a very competitive little league basketball team. Yeah, first – I remember first grade. Is that right, Lance, or was it after that? I said first. First or second grade, yeah. Yeah, it was – It was just crazy because I'm not walking these halls right now, and I'm, I'm going down memory lane and remembering where every class I was in and all that, so it's kind of cool to be back here. Yeah, it's funny. I remember going over – to Barrett's house because all you guys would be spending the night over there, you know, and remember those, you know, a bunch of times they come over to the Trotters and pick up Daniel. Yeah, there was a, uh, I don't, me and, me and Lance were never, the, we actually never fought with each other at all. Now, some of our friends did. Normally we were the ones sitting on the sideline laughing at them, you know, just watching it happen. We were never really in that. Let's uh let's get mad at each other. Me and Lance were always on the same page when it came to that stuff. But it, it somehow always all fights always revolved around little league basketball or <laughs> picked up games with basketball. So <laughs> we were always very competitive. Yeah, coming through, and I think that was just everybody at that time. But I really think a lot of that, in my mind, was instilled in us in those early basketball days too, because it was intense. Little League yeah. basketball, we'd have practices on Saturday morning. We'd have practice on Sunday afternoons. And, like, and we would go undefeated the entire yeah. year, and we'd lose to one team. And I guarantee you Barrett remembers the name of that team right now. Oh, gosh. They were out of Montgomery. Um, it was, Cleveland Avenue. Yeah, Cleveland Avenue. Yeah. That would be the only loss that we would have all year. And we would play in the – we were so good for our actual grade level our coach, we would play in the grade above us. So, like, when we were in third grade, we would actually play in the fourth grade league. When we were in fourth grade, we played in the fifth grade league. Yeah. Um, we were yeah. always – But we also had a guy that could dunk at 12 years old. Yeah, that too. 
So I so I get to meet you guys in junior high PE, Briarwood, y'all are together, and then the state of Alabama actually passes uh, a, a new ruling on terms of uh, guys that could actually repeat their eighth grade year. So Lance, you moved on up to ninth grade, and Barrett's one of the three uh, holdovers that uh, drove the junior high teachers crazy by having a second year of eighth grade. So do you remember the, that moment, and did that cause any kind of rift at all? Or It was the most lonely feeling of my life. My, my two best friends who I'd been friends with forever uh, just just left me and stayed in the grade below me. And it was for, you know, other reasons just other than school. But, you know, it was one of those things that was just boy, it was hard. I remember that freshman year was hard just because, I mean, I was friends with the guys in my grade and we had, you know, great camaraderie. But those two were my guys, man. Yeah, Mike, Mike, you were part of that decision as well because you you had a son in that group. Yeah, yeah, and, and also remember the, you know how the the pain and suffering it was to have those guys repeat. <laughs> 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 they didn't act like eighth graders. <laughs> when, when the when the junior high teachers found out that those three guys were repeating the eighth grade, they almost revolted, and, and I promised them. <laughs> I would take yeah. care. So they would finally just bear it, send you out to me. And you just like were with me the whole day. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember, I remember coming up to the old football offices on like the second floor of the high school. And like, I would just get sent up there periodically to just hang out with coach Matthews. Um, and, uh, buddy. and without coach Matthews and Daniel and Jonathan, like, I don't know that I would have made it through that year, um, you know, Lance talks about it being so bad. Well, let me tell you, doing eighth grade twice was, that was the real <laughs> bad part of it. Uh, you know, just when you think it's over, it had only just begun round two. So as far as varsity memories of Briarwood football, the, you know, you guys being together, we're really on now only talking about 2006. I mean, more games than that, but as far as like Lance, your senior year, Barrett, your junior year. So when we look at 2006, um, you guys were 5A Region 5. Um, do you, Lance, I'll start with you since that's your senior year. Is there is there a particular game or moment or memory that stands out uh, for you for that season? Um, I think, I, you know, as we were, I was thinking about this, uh, Benjamin Russell was probably uh, a very – big game for us. And it was also too, because the year before we had beat Benjamin Russell in the regular season. Uh, and then we had to play him again in the third round of playoffs and they ended up beating us. And so going to play down there was, I think probably, you know, a big challenge for us. And coach Anderson made it a big challenge. I mean, that's kind of how he painted the picture for us. If we go down there and win this thing, this will be the first Briarwood team that ever beat Benjamin Russell down at their place. That's kind of what he painted the picture for. So it was a very big, big game for us to go down in there. And I mean, you know, you, you can't, there's so many things that happened in that game, good and bad, uh, you know, uh, that I, I have so many great memories of Barrett finishing up the, because I think we won 17 to 14. Right. Barrett, 
winning, you know, scoring the winning touchdown and coming off the field, everybody's going nuts. I just, man, that, those those kind of memories, they're just awesome. So, um, and, and, you know, I know we could go in deep into the game. Barrett probably remembers more than I do just about the game uh, in general. Maybe, maybe he remembers more about that fourth and 17. Uh, and, uh, you know, he, everybody's covered up and Barrett takes off from the 45 and, and all of a sudden he's, he's going to score. We're going to win. It's going to, I mean, it was just an awesome moment. So Mike, you witnessed it. I thought I'd let the, co the coaching memory take forward that, that, that game. And then Barrett, do you, do you remember that moment, uh, as a junior quarterback at Firewood, Mike? Well, yeah, I, my, my, uh, recollection of it was, too was just kind of the same thing that we had played them before and they had beaten us pretty good um, and you know going down there to play play them again and and yet the intensity level of the team was incredible and um you know we defensively i think we we had a great game and um holding them to the points we held them to and you know to to that was one of the highlight games of my career here at Briarwood was that Benjamin Russell game. Well, the, the very first thing, like when you, when I think about Ben Russell and playing in that game was how cool their stadium was yeah. kind of down sits down in that hill. Um, and you were like in this little bowl of a stadium and the crowd was just like super live uh, in there, that game, everybody was amped up. Um, and, you know, Coach Forster talks about Cool Hand Luke. Well, anytime if you ever saw me in a pregame, I look like Cool Hand Luke, but I would throw up before every single game uh, in high school. I mean, it was just like clockwork, 30 minutes, an hour before kickoff. Like, I would be so sick. I would feel nauseous. I'd have all these nerves going. First play, go in, and no problem. But I just remember the first thing is how – crazy that crowd was how cool that stadium was um as like one of probably one of my all-time favorite stadium memories um of that and then the the Coleman game the year after is just like a really live stadium crowd um and then uh I mean it's anytime you're going play in those kind of towns too because it's like the whole town shuts yeah. down yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. I just remember anytime you're going to play a defense and their Mike linebacker is named the bull El Toro Freeman, you know, those just, and he, I want to say at the time he had like some crazy spark rating, you know, and that was really big. He was like, I mean, he was running like a four, four, he was, um, you know, benching some kind of crazy reps, um, you know, in full circle, we end up playing together at Auburn uh, for four years, you know, and, um, who is an awesome dude, awesome guy to, to play with, awesome teammate. He is a freak. Um, but I just remember um, how big their defense was, how fast. And obviously with with Toro playing Mike, I mean, you don't you don't forget going up against up against a guy named El Toro. And then obviously the the big play at the end of the game was uh, fourth and seventeen. We were on the right hash, so like a screen. Uh, that you're faking a screenplay and trying to get a double move off of it, basically, and sneak some guys up the hash on verticals. And nobody bit on the screen on 4th and 17, yeah. as you can imagine. Um, and I remember pre-snap seeing how deep the corners and safeties were, I mean, as they should be. And, um, 
And as I go to pump the screen, I'll look up after that. And I mean, there's just nothing but but defensive jerseys back deep. And I was like, I, I can't throw it. Like, I just got to run. And so I just took off down the right sideline. And one of their linebackers had an incredible angle on me. And I have absolutely no clue how the dude did not reach out a hand and either push me out of bounds or tackle me, uh, but somehow was able to score um, from, I, like Lance said, I think we're probably on close to the 40 or something like that. And somehow I ended up, nobody touched me the entire play and I ran, uh, ran for a touchdown, just scrambled for it on fourth and 17 with probably a minute or two left, something yeah, like that. I think that. it was, and the score is like 14 to 10, I think. Yeah, at that that's time. right. Yeah, needless to say, we were absolutely just fired up <laughs> coming off the sideline uh, after that one. I remember Riley White was like trying to trying to uh, <laughs> like meet me in the end zone to like celebrate, and I just kept running. Like I just kept running right by him, straight back to the sideline. Um, you know, in two seasons, you know, Lance, that's your senior year, and then I don't know if you followed the team much that next year, you know, that uh, year that culminated in the state championship game against St. Paul's. Uh, but Barrett, I wanted to talk a little bit about your senior year, but I really wanted to spend, you know, a good bit of the second part of kind of life after Briarwood for both you guys and what led to you guys coming back. But uh, Mike, anything about that next season that stands out, you know, you, did, you had the two overtimes versus Homewood and the, of course the, the game that Coleman that you guys talk about a good bit, uh, mm -hmm. but uh, anything particular that just jumps out about that 2007 season? I, you know, I, I think both, both of those games were huge games. And uh, I particularly remember the Coleman game because that was such a different place to go into. And then the fans there were just crazy. And, um, you know, that was, to me, that was one of the very, very satisfying victories. I remember walking back um, to the bus uh, through the parking lot and just, you know, seeing people's faces and, and having a big smile on my face. Uh, so, Barrett, that was a 14-1 and season. Go to Legion Field, play St. Paul's and and I think when you look at the roster of both those teams for that state championship game, I know that's not pleasant that you end your career uh, on the one point loss, but uh, what a classic game. And I guess do you mind mentioning some of the names and memories from the season, but maybe particularly that game. And then, you know, kind of the crazy way that game ended is uh, still uh, something people talk about. Yeah. I mean, it, it still hurts me to think that, you know, we were so close to that perfect season and, and lost that game. But overall, the season was incredible. Um, the Homewood game, uh, we were going into the fourth quarter, or, or really the game was ending, if I remember correctly. And, um, I mean, we had to score at the end, I think, to take it into overtime. And I get injured for a play. I have to come out. Paul Barber comes in and throws a touchdown on, like, fourth and seven to Matthew Gordon, a jump ball in the end zone. We end up going into overtime, end up winning that one. Um, and then the Coleman game, like Coach talked about earlier, I mean, that crowd, like the stadium was was over capacity. There's people just sitting in the grass all around the bowl on both sides of the home stands. And they really thought they were going to just crush us. I mean, and before the offense even stepped on the field, before I even even – 
played a down, it was nine to nothing, um, which yeah. was, I mean, when you're talking about going into a massive game like that with a high-powered offense, before we even stepped on the field, it was already nine to nothing, and we just came in and just absolutely breezed past those guys. Like, I mean, it was it was one of the most fun games because it was all this anticipation and build up to this what was supposed to be a, a you know a big game, and we just absolutely crushed them. Uh, but and then at the you know the state championship game, block a block an extra point, or we blocked two punts really to to get the touchdown at the end. Um, and, <clears throat> Walker May scores on a on a um, scoop and score off the off the block punt, uh, mm-hmm. which would have would have tied the game with the extra point with I don't know how many seconds left, not many, um, and then they end up blocking our um, extra point uh, at the end. I mean, it was it was the heartbreak that heartbreaks are written about, um, and you'll <laughs> I'll never forget that one. Oh, well, I mean, there was A.J. obviously playing quarterback, A.J. McCarron for the other team. Mark Barron. Yeah, Mark. So Mark was with us when I was playing with the Rams and a, a funny story when I was coaching with the Rams. And a funny story was Mark is is a great dude, unbelievable player. He was playing, um, I think he was playing safety at Tampa Bay at the time. And we traded for him like kind of the middle of the season. He comes in with us. Um, and he was really kind of playing like a dime uh, will linebacker spot because he was just such a freak athlete. He could play some safety and and play like a dime will. Uh, and they ended up just creating like a whole package for him where he was just really playing will backer. And I remember one of our games, and this is a guy who does not really talk a lot. I mean, he's like a pretty quiet, low-key kind of dude, but a, a beast on the field. And after he made this tackle – uh, when we were in St. Louis, he he goes out and makes a tackle. He comes off the side. Defense comes off the field. I'm standing there. He kind of walks over and just kind of stands by me for a second, just watching the game. And he goes – he just kind of looks over at me. He's like, hey, uh, he's like, did you see that tackle I just had? I'm like, yeah. He goes, that reminded me of that tackle I had on you in the state championship game. <laughs> <laughs> and I was dying laughing because I actually vividly remember coming around, like scrambling – outside of the pocket one time and you know I come up and very rarely did did anybody tackle me in a one-on-one open field situation most of the time like I was going to break one tackle at least I differ on that. <laughs> and and I remember Mark I like I gave him my best stuff I mean I I came up there I, I gave him a little move you know right left right something and I thought, oh, here we go. I'm about to get around this guy. And he just absolutely just cut my feet right out from under me. My head my head was on the turf, like, before I even knew what had happened. And I just remember thinking, oh, that's that guy they were talking about. So, Lance, uh, kind of walk us through. You, you finish up at Briarwood. You've definitely been mentored by one of the best defensive coaches ever in Mike Forster. What did you carry – with you uh, post Briarwood, especially through your, kind of your coaching career, and then give us a kind of a quick update of what's now brought you back, uh, that you're back coaching here at, at Briarwood. Yeah, uh, well, we, you know, when you asked what I, what did I bring uh, with me, uh, it was everything. Uh, I mean, you know, it was um, the the entire Briarwood defense, the, the defense that I grew up playing in and um, – and, uh, you know, brought everything that was instilled in me by you, you two guys and Coach Yancey and 
Um, and, uh, and that's hard going to a place like we were at. It's not as easy as, you know, it, it's not as easy as it seems when you're going to another place. Um, that's, you know, not Briarwood. Um, although it was, I mean, very beneficial and, and it was the best thing. It was definitely part of a plan and and God kind of directed my steps there. And it was my first defensive coordinator position at Brewer high school. Um, and I was there for six years. Um, and then, uh, after that, I was with Jeff Walters, who was the offensive coordinator during, um, that time that Barrett's talking about. And, and then, um, and, and I enjoyed being with him and, um, you know, he's just an extension of Coach Hansey. As uh, uh, David Hanna used to say when he was at Coleman, we'd play each other. And he said, it's the Briarwood of North. They, they have disciplined guys. They spill. They're doing the, doing the right things, you know. And um, they may not have a ton of talent, but, you know, it's kind of one of those things. So I think um, coming back to Briarwood full circle, um, I mean, it's just amazing how God works uh, in, in this this around never thought I would be back at Briarwood, you know, um, and uh, but in the position that I'm in. But Matthew Forster um, has uh, been such a huge um, mentor to me as I left here, and um, and I think it's been uh, one of the most cool experiences to kind of uh, be in contact with him constantly throughout the year while I'm away from here, and then be able to come back here and do it with him again. So. It's been a lot of fun, and I've really enjoyed it. It's uh, it's amazing to watch what God's done, and uh, and also be back with Barrett and Daniel again. You know, so yeah. I mean that's kind of the the one of the coolest parts of it. My daughter's going to go to school here, so I mean, man, you just it's it's just a blessing to be here. So and of course, Barrett, after your senior year, you go to Auburn. Um, great career there. Uh, go on the full coaching circuit, both in college and and the NFL. Uh, so give us a little bit of rundown of kind of you, know, you came back last year and, and that same thing. And then we'll we'll end up kind of with the relationship piece of you two guys. But uh, give us kind of an update post Briarwood and what brought you full circle back. Yeah, there was definitely a lot of stops along the way. So um, when I finished playing at Auburn, I actually came back and helped just volunteer coach for part of a fall uh, at Briarwood, ended up. Um, doing what I never thought I would do, which is honestly coach. I mean, a lot of guys who love football like I did would have said kind of their whole career, you know, well, yeah, I'm going to coach after it's over. I never really had a whole lot of desire to think that was what I wanted to do. Um, I had no idea what I wanted to do, but ended up um, ended up uh, volunteer coaching back at Briarwood after Auburn. Then I left and GA'd at Arkansas State with um, – uh, Brian Harson and Eli Drinkwitz, actually, who who was the guy who got me there, who was our um, offensive analyst and GA when I was at Auburn, um, and then left there after about six months and went to the Rams, worked for the Rams in St. Louis and L.A. Uh, my first two years were um, operations and scouting assistant, and then after that went into full coaching. Uh, offensive assistant working with the quarterbacks. Uh, Chris Winky was the quarterbacks coach at the time. So, I mean, um, just learned so much over those years. Left uh, after we'd been in LA for that first season, uh, Jeff Fisher gets fired. We all get fired. Ended up going to North Carolina 
with Larry Fedora for a year, uh, worked there for a year, working with receivers, and then ended up going back to Auburn uh, for three years uh, with Gus and Chad Morris. Um, so kind of full circle and then ended up back at Briarwood. Last year was my first first year back here, but um, over those over those years and seasons, um, the amount of football information, knowledge, wisdom that I gained and gleaned from those guys, including, you know, Coach Ancy and Coach Matthews and being in quarterback meetings from a young age um, all the way to now, being able to be in those meetings and run those meetings um, has really, really been a fun experience and be able to be able to use that knowledge that I've um, gained through those years of experience and, and be able to implement those things out here with these guys. You know, every coach would say, I wish I knew then what I know now. <laughs> and so my goal is that CB and these, all these receivers and all these, all these guys on the team get to uh, enjoy the fruits of all the hard work me and Lance have gained over the years from, from you guys, from everywhere else that we've been um, and just bring that, bring that all back to Briarwood. Real quick. I just wanted to, and really for, for both of you, but Barrett, I've really been impressed with um, the development of our past game. And I mean, I was watching some tape of last night, uh, practicing last night and um, just the different routes, combinations and how we're running it. And just what you've added to that has really, really been um, awesome to see. Defensively, we're seeing stuff we've never seen before. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and I echo that, but also, Lance, what you brought immediately to us, uh, same thing, to watch you get on the board and talk. And, you know, I, 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 I don't know if anyone would have the X's and O's offense versus defense that we've seen since you guys have come back. And I think it's a credit to the fact y'all took a base – understanding with some good principles, but have gleaned so many things along the way. So a relationship, y'all are in each other's wedding. You're back, you're working together, uh, coaching together. Uh, so Lance, a little bit, what's the relationship piece that Broward football has brought you guys as former players and now as coaches? Man, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's more the fact that Barrett, Daniel, those are my brothers, you know, and, um, and, but there's five, six guys that we stay in touch with pretty regularly, you know, and I think that's probably, uh, that's very rare, at least to, uh, my buddies who went to other schools, they don't talk to their high school friends anymore. Um, and, uh, I think that's what's so special about Briarwood football is how it brought all of us together. And we're so, so tight. And if you ever come to one of our weddings, you'll look at and man, there's a lot of guys that played some good football right there. But that's just the way it was. I mean, we were always together. We still are. I mean, I've missed three calls uh, in the last two hours from uh, former teammates at Briarwood, you know, just to call and talk. So, um, you know, that relationship uh, will always be there. We're always uh, going to to be there for each other. Barrett of all people has, has been, been there for me, uh, in the hardest of times, uh, of my life. And, uh, and I've always tried to do that for him as well. So I, I think this is just a really cool experience to be a part of, um, 
you know, a football program that builds men uh, that love the Lord and take care of each other, I think. The, the first thought that comes to my mind is, I don't know if Lance, we can call him a prophet or not, but he definitely called it uh, a long time ago. He was still in school at Alabama. He was driving back and forth between Tuscaloosa and Birmingham, coaching at Briarwood. And he, he was just up and down telling me, you know, constant. He was like, listen, we're going to coach high school football together. You know it's going to happen. Like, I don't care what you think you're going to do. Like, you're going to coach. This is what we're doing. Um, and at the time, I just remember thinking, Lance, you are crazy as a loon. Like, I'm, I'm not coaching. Uh, I'm definitely not going to be, you know, coaching high school, working at a high school, doing what I'm doing now. Uh, I would have never thought that was where I would be, um, but he called it in. And the relationships that we built here, um, starting from you guys and starting from, uh, you know, our relationships with God and, and all of us not only have the football aspect of, of our lives together and the time we spent together, but uh, I think the, the key piece to how we've all stayed so close is our relationship with God and how that has influenced our relationship with each other. You won't meet a lot of guys that I know of that are, are or were as strong as their faith, um, you know, as we were and how important not just the sports was, but how important our relationships with God were from, from, a, from a young age um, and how those relationships through Christ have always been the, the root of everything and been the added another layer of, um, you know, how deep our relationships actually go and continue to go. Uh, I think that's pretty unique and um, something I'm extremely grateful for the environment of Broward and, and um, what they nurture in, in student athletes and friends and um, how that not only affects their high school life, but their, their life even a lot farther down the road. So Mike, you know, we only have a few minutes left. So now you've come back, you know, you were here, you watch these guys, you coach them, you go off to Georgia, uh, and then now you're back to watch your son as the head coach and the other son, Daniel, uh, join these guys. And he, he was in the same boat, you know, same, same game, same memories. And so as you've watched this whole thing come full circle uh, and, and watch the staff that's kind of been put together here, uh, it's got to just make you feel uh, thankful for the Lord's blessing and providence over that. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's amazing to see uh, and just to, just to hang out and, you know, uh, watch these guys coach. And, and you know, I, I've been kind of following Lance around uh, as he's been coaching our secondary. And just incredibly impressed with his knowledge. And I, I've already spoken to, what I, what I think about Barrett, but it's not only that, it's the fun they bring to it. It's the relationships, it's the camaraderie, and that just really makes it a great staff. Well, our, our prayer would be that you guys are going to have that same impact on, a, on another generation and that, you know, down the road, there would be some guys that brought the Chick-fil-A biscuits to the quarterback <laughs> meeting Barrett and, and, uh, and then see, uh, you know, what what transpires but uh, again the football memories fade uh, but what you guys continue to show the relationships really can be uh 
very satisfying and eternal uh, because of that relationship with Christ. So again, guys, wish you the best uh, as you're moving in your journeys, coaching and uh, us old guys get a chance just to sit back, kind of watch and enjoy uh, some great memories and watch you work. So thanks again for your time. <laughs>